0: Heather Burgett and I first met at one of her visibility parties. What a fun name, right? And again and again and again, I come back to this thought and idea that I really believe the future of business is doing business with people that we truly just understand and get on a human level. I'd love to have tea and coffee and a delicious meal with Heather. I'd love to sit in meditation with her. I'd love to learn from her and just witness her. She is that kind of person. Heather has had a broad experience in the PR and publicity field. She has worked with billionaires. She has worked with Grammy winners. She has worked with celebrities. And she is really in the transition of starting her business, grown her business into a place where she has a team she has time off she has systems she has operations she's bringing in money and you'll hear in this episode she is living her dharma enjoy this episode with heather burgett and stay tuned until the end where she shares about a new offering her virtual visibility dinner parties that she's going to be hosting Stay tuned for that and enjoy this episode. Heather, I'm so grateful and excited to be here with you today. Uh, thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. Hello, everyone. So it's it's beautiful. You know, you sent me your speaker sheet and I got to kind of respond to so many of the things that you and I could riff and talk about. We're both in the visibility space, but not just that. We also talk a lot about living your purpose and spirituality in business. So just planting those seeds for the listeners, for us today, because we can go in so, so many different avenues. Um, but let's start a little bit with your story and how you entered the PR world. Like, Was that always something you thought you'd be
1: doing as a child? Uh, no, but I think there were some sort of uh, precursors that um, led to where I am when I was a kid. I absolutely loved watching The Wizard of Oz every year, and I was so Um, just enthralled by the power and the magic of movie making and uh, good storytelling. And so as I got older, um, I actually ended up working in Spain at a universal exposition uh, in college. And one of the duties there was VIP protocol duty, where we would take, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, politicians, you know, um, major athletes, celebrities like Michael Douglas came with his family we would take them around the pavilion. And so really that was kind of an early PR job for me. And uh, then it was not until a couple of years later that I really, as I say, fell into PR uh, where I took an internship in Cambridge, Mass. And it was at a high-tech PR firm, ended up launching America Online as a consumer brand. Mm -hmm. Uh, Soon after I went to the Ritz Carlton, Boston, worked in hospitality PR and then could not let go of my passion for movies and movie making and realized, you know, I could be an entertainment and film publicist. And so I started finding out like, you know, getting books about it, like reading all the magazines, following uh, the career of Pat Kingsley, who was a famous PR person, you know, she reps Tom Cruise back in the day. And finally I hopped a plane, (laughs) came to Hollywood and ended up becoming a film publicist. And uh, within a couple of years started my own company And it just sort of, you know, was a cascade of domino effect uh, that led me to where I am today, still like uh, over two decades later doing PR and now actually helping other people get their own PR. Yes.
0: (laughs) I love that you bring up a childhood. I always think it's really interesting when we look at our childhood and what we were naturally drawn to, like you were naturally drawn to The Wizard of Oz and movies and this whole idea of like behind the scenes, the backstage, how are these things created? How are people presented? What is the story behind it? Like when was it in your adult life that you reflected that? I always say like the puzzle pieces of existence were always there for you.
1: Mm, Yeah, and that's kind of like all of our life experiences brought us, each of us, to where we are Today And, you know, I, I do say I fell into PR, though, because um, I actually was very passionate about using my language. I had lived in Spain and studied mm-hmm. Spanish. I'd lived in the Dominican Republic for an exchange in high school. And, you know, really, it's that also comes down to communication. Like I was very into communicating, learning different cultures. And uh, that first internship I had in Cambridge, it was in an international PR firm. So I thought it maybe would have opportunities for me to work in Latin America or in Europe, Mm -hmm. maybe in Spain again. And uh, they had a London office. So unfortunately, (laughs) there was no Spanish speaking to be had there. Uh, But then I realized very quickly that I really liked the PR work. I liked connecting people and the communications aspect. And all of the things I had done up until that point really made a lot of sense. And I had a natural knack for it. So I just kept following, you know, the pull even deeper when it was like, okay, now I want to do this specifically in entertainment and for the movies, which I love. And I just kept following, as Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss. I just kept following my heart and my gut on what felt good and lit me up to get to, you know, the places that I, over the last couple decades have worked in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I love about the work I get to do of like extracting someone's magic, essentially, and like pulling out all the magical pieces of who they truly are. For you, you talk a lot about like finding your purpose and finding your bliss. And I'm curious how it feels for you just from like a dharmic perspective to be literally like living your dharma and helping people extract some of their own purpose in the work that you get to do with them.
1: Yeah, it's that is truly my passion. It's what lights me up. And I feel lucky every day that I'm doing it. um, Because uh, I know that my purpose, which really became clear, um, over the past few years, when my grandmother first passed, about five or so years ago, um, that's where I felt the pull to want to help more people out. I had a PR agency at the time, I still do some of that work. um, But I had a pull to serve more people around the globe and more creatives, more consultants, people that typically I wasn't representing. I was working with millionaires and billionaires and celebrities. And but, you know, that's pretty cost prohibitive for the average person to actually be able to get access to that kind of information. So really, it was just like this journey of unfolding of like, okay, first, you know, when my grandmother passed, I went through this whole um, sort of grief and heartbreak that took me to realizing, you know, I can help more people in the world if I take this business online. And so that was a big revelation. And I kind of was dipping my toe and then the pandemic hit. And then it was really like clear that I was being pulled even deeper into my purpose. Uh, It was For many people, it was very scary. I mean, for most of us, it still can be, you know. And um, at that point, I was like, okay, three of my four grandparents enlisted in World War II in our last global crisis, so I'm going to be inspired by by their courage, their bravery. I've always had a skill for thriving in uncertainty, and I'm going to step up into expansion to support the people in my world and my community and started holding free events. I launched my first um, high-end mastermind. And it was incredible. Like, it was just it was like I finally really stepped into my own power, um, which was, you know, it's always a stretch, right? We're always, you know, evolving and getting to that next chapter. Um, And as a natural introvert, putting myself out there more and more over the years, the past few years especially, has been a stretch. I was behind the scenes for two decades putting my clients in front of the spotlight. So yeah, so this evolution um, has just gone deeper and deeper. And I often talk about, we're all feeling it. We're all either being that um, sort of pull feeling of into something new and our purpose. Um, And so you have the choice to enlist or be drafted. That's, you know, I decided Mm -hmm. finally I was feeling the drafting and I said, you know what? I'm gonna enlist like three of my four grandparents did after Pearl Harbor. I'm gonna step really deep into my purpose. And the more I do that, And can help the people in my community. It's sort of like passing the light and the torch, you know, because I help purpose driven, heart centered people get their messages and movements out into the world in a bigger way. The more I can help them, the more they can help the next, you know, group of people that are exposed to them and their work. And then it just is this chain reaction, this ripple effect. And I've really learned like this, this is my genius zone, this is my wheelhouse, this is where I'm meant to be. And it feels absolutely incredible.
0: Yeah. I like see you shining in this. It's so obvious and apparent that this is absolutely part of your journey and like you are living it and so beautifully shining in this journey in this next chapter of your life. Thank you. I received that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have kind of a deeper question around this idea of purpose and business. Do you think, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer here, but do you think that your purpose has to be what you do for work and a
1: business? Like, do you have to have a business out of your purpose? Ooh, that's a great question. And yeah, I I think you're, you're right that there probably isn't a right or wrong answer to that. But personally, what I would say is that as long as you're doing what lights you up, whether it is in a hobby or your business, right, as long as you're doing something that fuels your soul every day, that's where you want to be, you know, spending a lot of your time, if not most of your time. And the cool thing is so many of us, especially probably the people listening and in this community, have stepped into our business as a path for spiritual growth and development. For me, my business is my spiritual path. So that does light me up. I'm growing and stretching every day as an entrepreneur. And uh, those challenges that come up, that's when I have to get centered, get into alignment, use my own spiritual tools um, when I'm holding space for an event or my community or my classes or um, going through my own stuff while also holding a container, I call it my high vibe vortex. <laughs> <laughs> so it can get a little crunchy sometimes, but it's it helps for me personally, like the fact that I'm being held accountable. I have people counting on me like every day, like that really helps me lean into my own growth and stretching and pushing through those really crunchy parts. Um, because there are people depending on me and counting on me.
0: Let's enter this topic of business as a spiritual practice, because I absolutely agree. And one of my teachers has said it so perfectly that the spiritual practice of like 20, the 21st century isn't about being like a cave in a cave as a monk, being separate from our humanity and with people. It is really about how can we put into practice what we receive and how we can integrate our meditations, our yoga, our our devotional practices into our real life. And I 1000% agree. My business is a living, breathing, spiritual
1: practice. hundred percent. I so agree. Yeah. Carolyn Mace talks about that too. She's another um, author that I've followed for years and just love her um, teachings and philosophy. And she does talk about that, right? The modern mystic it's, it is not sitting in a cave in the Himalayas, like what you're saying there like that. I a hundred percent agree that, um, you know, in this day and age, you know, it's a world of people who are here and listening ourselves. We're probably all light walkers, light workers, holding the light on the planet, being guiding lights, of inspiration and love and light for so many people. And, you know, if you're hiding in a cave somewhere, it's pretty hard. I mean, yes, you can, you know, enter the etheric field and pray and all of that stuff is so powerful. But when you're actually in the trenches in you know, in the day-to-day efforts of connecting with people, helping people, being of service, uh, I think that's where we're all being called is to really connect in a deeper way in this age. Hmm. Yeah.
0: What was your experience like in working for other companies was spirituality and even even just basic principles of authenticity, respect, um, our humanity, emotions, you know, open communication. Were were those principles in what you were doing in the past? Or is this really a more recent um, aspect being brought
1: into your life and business, the idea of spirituality as a whole? Well, because I came from the corporate world, um no, <laughs> they were not. <laughs> <laughs> pretty toxic environment with a lot of toxic people, very ego driven. And that was why, you know, over two decades ago, I decided to leave Hollywood and I was, you know, really wanting to pick and choose where I spent my time and energy and who I worked with and how I created my own company culture. And, So yeah, I started at the age of, you know, 28, I started my own PR business and uh, I never looked back and I've loved being an entrepreneur all these years and being able to have that just, you know, deciding factor of like, this is how I'm going to live day to day, how I'm going to run my business, the type of people I'm going to work with. And I do because I've always been on that spiritual path um, more so when I came out to Los Angeles from Massachusetts, it's, you know, there's so many incredible teachers and spiritual, um, you know, practitioners and just um, opportunities out in this area to like, really like lean into uh, that spiritual growth path. And, you know, because I leaned in so deep at that point, when I came out, like, that's just something that I was building into everything that I did. And when I started uh, my own PR agency, and, you know, was continuing to get fantastic results for my clients, um, I had to kind of look and see like, okay, why, why am I getting such great results? And I realized so much of it was because of the universal spiritual principles that I was practicing. And so now when I started my online programs, I was like, okay, so when I bottle this up, it, it's an inside out approach. It has to start with the inner world. And then we look at outer things like strategy Um, But first, we want to be clear in our vision and our alignment. I know you teach a lot around this, too. And, you know, when you come from that place, the sky's the limit.
0: Um, Do you feel like it was absolutely part of your soul's journey to have the experience of polarity in the more ego driven, masculine strategy first approach to then understand, like, I need to do the opposite or integrate them at least?
1: Yeah, I think that's for all of us, right? We take our biggest challenges, our biggest heartbreaks, and then we create the lemonade (laughs) We figure out like how to turn that into the magic. And yeah, I mean, I struggled a lot in, you know, I had health issues. I was driving myself into an early grave uh, because of the lifestyle that I was living and working when I first moved to Hollywood or was working in Hollywood. And it was 70, 80 hour work weeks and it was just, you know, um, it was nonstop. I mean, it was just not really taking care of myself. It was working all day, then having to go to dinners at night and then work on the weekend and do events on the weekend. And I mean, it was unbelievable. So, you know, I'm so glad I had that opportunity to crash. Like my system literally like gave out on me and um, I had to go through my own healing journey. And I was like, I'm never going to do that to myself again. You know, never going to have to work Harder, you know, like I think some of it too, when I, you know, when I was younger was wanting to prove that I can do this. And there was a lot there. And, you know, once you go through that, you realize, oh my gosh, my health and my sanity is so much more important than, you know, trying to be the best at something. Yeah. Mm. So well said. I want to talk a little bit about the
0: structure of your business now. And actually before we jump into that, what was it like to transition out of corporate into starting your own business? Cause I know that's a, the trajectory for many people listening to this show also. And one of the biggest, ah, is how am I going to, how do I start a business? How do I get clients? Like, how do I position myself? How do I attract the right people? So what was that um, segue like for you? Was it rainbows and daisies? Was it a little bit of that and a little bit of maybe not that what did it look
1: like? Well, I will say that when I left Hollywood, I, went to massage school. (laughs) So I said, I'm fascinated with the mind body connection. I just want to do something so different from PR and entertainment publicity. And so I dove into the healing arts journey and, you know, studied, I have over 500 hours in healing arts training. Um, I kept learning more and more modalities and I just really like dove into that world and, I wasn't intending to ever have my own PR firm. I, I was kind of at that point. I was like, I'm done. I'm not doing PR anymore. It was a bad experience, <laughs> and I burnt myself out. I made myself sick. And then what happened is people started um, hearing that I was available, and they started coming to me saying, you know, mm-hmm. I was just living my best life, doing my healing arts work, you know, figuring it, you know, out my next chapter. And then people started coming to me saying, hey, can you help me with this project and that project and So I really was just, again, another time where I was being called into step into those shoes. And I realized that at that point, like, oh, because now I have the say of who I work with and how I work with them and what my hours are and all of those things. So it was a very natural progression. And something that I do tell the people that I work with or, you know, the consultants, the creatives in my community is some of them are also pivoting or transitioning or going from analog to digital as I say, like I left my analog PR agency um, world to do the online world. And I still do some of that, but really my heart's in, in the online business. So if you are in a place where you're trying to leave corporate and transition, it's so wonderful to get your footing in the new area and have some success in that area where you're feeling good and confident before you fully say goodbye to the other Thing. I mean, some people are built, I'm, I'm a risk taker, I'm an entrepreneur, I jump off a lot of cliffs expecting the net to appear. Not everyone is built that way. And it's not always, you know, maybe the best approach. Sometimes it's good to have a little more, you know, optimistic, um, be cautious, but optimistic. Um, and so I think of it as like two boats riding next to each other or two cars, like, for a little while, you're, you're kind of, you know, one foot on each <laughs> as you move forward. And maybe like until you have about six months of feeling really good where you are in the new thing, do we then we fully get on the next boat or the next car, right? So kind of riding both until you have a little more of that confidence, that security, that stability. Um, But again, also everyone, you know, everyone's path is different. And I do know people that just leap and jump and things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting here
0: giggling because you and I would just be flying off cliffs. We <laughs> would <laughs> just be jumping.
1: It's so true.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I love your reminder, though, that everyone's path does look different. And also the invitation to still have both of these boats floating at the same time, one foot in each, getting some confidence, getting your, getting the, laying the groundwork. I think is very important as we transition in anything we do. So I think that's a, that's a beautiful reminder. Your business now, you still have a little bit of the PR agency. You also have digital offerings. You also host a lot of community events. So can you tell the listeners, like what is the structure of your business? Do you have a team? What does it look like to engage in your world?
1: Yeah, so I have had a virtual setup for over two decades. Ever since I, you know, ventured out on my own, I have always um, worked from home. You know, I used to work in offices in Hollywood, and uh, it was so nice. I, I'm actually one of those people that loves to work from home. I've been doing it forever. Not a lot changed for me during the pandemic. I was already working from home, um, and so then what I've always done is scale up and down based on the needs of the company. So. Um, for the PR agency side, if we had a PR campaign come in based on the theme or the topic of the project and the budget, that's where I would go to my list, my roster of people that I trusted. And then I would build each team based on those things. And as I've moved into the online space these last few years, that again has been a whole, actually even more virtual support has been required because there's the tech component, which is not my wheelhouse. So absolutely, I have tech VAs, admin VAs, <laughs> interns. Um, that has required a lot more like backend creation and support when it comes to systems and SOPs. Like our the past year or two, we have really leaned into doing our standing standard operating procedures, which has now saves us hours and hours and hours. And so many of our systems are streamlined that now we're in the position where we're really starting to be able to scale which of course everyone hears these words and a lot of people know what it means, but like that we are in a situation now where it's like, okay, we've got our containers, we've got our programs. And now we just, you know, take people in, we just fill them. So it's been um, about four to five years in the making to get to this point. And the, my shine online mastermind in particular, we, I didn't start until during the pandemic. So that's been a little, it's a little over two years now. Um, that we've really been building and creating and streamlining that specific container. And I'm just really proud of what uh, my team and I have created, like creating a safe space for people to grow, um, have transformational experiences when it comes to their own visibility and digital PR strategies. And uh, yeah, so it's it's still a virtual setup. And I absolutely love that. Mm. I also love
0: the Reminder that this has taken time. Um, Part of what I like to talk about on the show is kind of breaking the illusion of this idea of overnight success, which we might see on social media because we see people laying on the beach with their laptops and thinking that that's going to be us and absolutely it can. But we're let's not forget all of the behind the scenes work that you and your team have done. And you just over the last 20 years of putting down, laying the foundation, laying the groundwork to then be able to hold all of the containers, the systems, the processes, the team, the vision that you now have. It's a big thing.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a lot. And I love that that, you know, I always tell people, don't compare and despair. You don't get anywhere. And you can't compare your first step with someone's 20th step or chapter, right? Like if you're in totally different places, um, then when you start comparing yourself to those people, it doesn't serve anyone, right? It doesn't help you. It just ends up making people feel badly about themselves. So instead I say, be inspired. Don't get jealous. Don't do the compare and despair. Um, Actually feel into the energy of what that person is experiencing, their success that you're resonating with and start to learn what that frequency and that vibration feels like so that you can hold that in your own system. So that way, that you, that's where you become magnetic to having those similar experiences that you're wanting to call in. Speaking my language. <laughs> I know we have a lot of, I know we have, we talk a lot about the same thing. So we're definitely speaking each other's language. And it's so good and a great example of
0: like you inspire me. You what you've built and what you've created, you inspire me so greatly. And here I am getting to interview you on everything that you built. Like, thank you for for showing up and and showing people what's possible. I think it's so beautiful that we can have these conversations.
1: Oh, uh, likewise, and I so admire you and all that you've created. What you're doing for your community. I mean, we we do very similar things and. You know, it's just in slightly different ways. And that's the cool thing about all of this is for everyone listening, and you all probably know this, but I'm just going to reiterate it because it's so important. You have some secret sauce. We all have our secret sauce, right? There's something that we know how to do in a very special, unique way that no one else does in exactly the same way. So, you know, my specific path is more through visibility, PR, and actually digital PR strategies, um, you know, including the inner work as well. But like most people that come into my world, they're like, I want to be in the media or I want to be, you know, on stages. They want that kind of visibility. And I know for you, like that's you also have a lens through visibility as well. But a lot of the things you do are more through like the publishing and the authorship. Right. So we all bring, you know, our special uh, core differentiators, as we say, Mm -hmm. in our marketing, right, of what makes us unique. And I just love that. I love what you're doing as well. And I think, you know, all of us who are here doing this work at this time in in these changing times, it's so important because we're like you hosting this conversation right now and us being able to remind people of their own, you know, divinity, that we're all just spiritual beings having a human experience and, you know, you're exactly where you're meant to be right in this moment. You're perfect, exactly who you are and where you are. And all that we're talking about really is just shining your light into the world a little bit brighter, being more of who you already are. You don't have to change anything or be different or be doing things people say you should be doing, right? It's just being more of yourself and leaning into that and listing into that purpose. Oh my gosh.
0: Anyone who listens to this episode is just going to be like, I got the biggest hug today by listening to Heather
1: talk. <laughs> Big hugs
0: for everyone. <laughs> it is so, so good. Okay. I have two more final questions. Um, one's a little bit more tangible, but what is your actual day look like as a business owner, as a spiritual being who probably has devotional practices, who probably takes care of themselves, who takes care of the dogs? Like what is your day actually look like?
1: Yeah, it really is about starting with quiet and peace. And um, I have actually a morning kind of astrology show that I listen to. Um, I don't know if anyone here is familiar with the Sirius Joy app. S I R I U S. No affiliation, but just love their their work. And you get daily pep talks and morning meditations. Um, I also practice uh, TM transcendental meditation. So I like to start my day with coffee, a meditation you know, I take my dog for a walk, we get some, you know, the blood moving, and, um, and then starting to move into the day of, I usually don't, um, I like to have boundaries. So I think that's really important for people to remember, because there is such a thing as zoom fatigue. (laughs) I think a lot of people have been experiencing that. So I really like to not do any zooming until the afternoon. So once I hit noon, that's when I start to do meetings. So I have like windows of time where I'll do you know, those actual like Zoom calls. And then I have to have the other time to be able to actually do some work on on the business. And um, so, yeah, so really having um, that sacred time, I also, you know, really have been working on creating a dream schedule. Some people call it flex time, where I don't do the Zooming on Mondays and Fridays. I take week four um, off of Zoom from my community and coaching, because I need a week to just, like, not (laughs) be in total, like, you know, masculine energy mode of doing and um, all of the things. So, yeah, so, you know, figuring out, like, what is your dream schedule, and then holding to it. I will say that I, you know, bend the rules sometimes, because I'm like, all right, the only time we can do the meeting is this day or that day. Uh, But that is kind of like my dream schedule is, you know, having um, Mondays and Fridays, to be able to work on what I need to work on. Then I schedule like Zooms and meetings, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, between noon to five. And then weekends are pretty sacred. Um, I try not to work on them unless I'm in a tempo. So there are times as entrepreneurs where we just have to you know hunker down and do the things. So right now I'm creating a mini course. Um, I'm getting ready to launch um, my virtual dinner party series, which is coming up, uh, which we can share with your audience as well. and. Uh, So working on those things, you know, that I know that's what I'm doing this weekend. (laughs) And these things, they're exciting when we're in the creative phase,
0: too. So I understand the boundaries and I also understand listening to that creative impulse that just is driving us and it's not it's from beyond ourselves as well. So I love that. And you're very intuitive because that was my next question. I love what you call some of your events, right? You have the visibility parties. Tell us about the dinner party that's coming up.
1: Yeah, this is something new that we're going to do. So I've had um, I've been holding visibility parties this past year and we're actually going to shift into trying this new kind of a version of the parties we were doing and This is going to be so the visibility parties were more about having people come out as featured speakers and get time in the spotlight and us you know all come together and meet and support each other that's how i think that's how we met right (laughs) it is is one of our featured speakers and so yeah it's an incredible way to connect with people so i it's it's all about connection and going forward like that's i'm leaning even deeper into that Mm -hmm. and so these are going to be community connection parties and we didn't do breakouts in the visibility party. So in the virtual dinner party, we're actually going to do breakouts. Um, there's going to be actual guided like questions in terms of what where people need to get support. So it's all about coming together and supporting each other with exactly the kind of support that each person needs. So I'm very excited about it. Something new that we're going to be doing very soon. It is absolutely
0: amazing. I love that idea. We'll make sure that we have all the details set in the show notes. So if anyone's listening and they're like, that sounds interesting. I love dinner parties and I love breakout rooms on Zoom. So good to have, you know, person to person interaction. So I love that. Is there anything else that you feel called to say here, whether it's contact details or even just like a message to our people today?
1: Yeah, I think something that I like people to take away is just to know that the journey is not the same for everyone and that's okay. And something I have is my visibility archetype quiz. If anyone wants to take that to see where you are on the scale and what your strengths are when it comes to putting yourself out there. Um, So we have light walkers, world changers, transformers and protectors. And so depending on where you fall in the archetypes, There might be a different path for you right to to getting out there in a bigger way and putting yourself out there it really is not the same journey for any two people Um, so if anyone wants to take that quiz and find out what their archetype is you can find that at shinesuperpower.com i love that final question what is your archetype i'm a light walker (laughs) so that's yeah typically the most comfortable putting themselves out there like so if you're going to hold a live event you're going to be in person, you're going to be live streaming, you're going to make sure you sing it across the mountaintop. So those are the people that are really probably the most confident putting themselves out there. And I say that knowing also, I'm a natural introvert. So just Mm -hmm. because you're good at putting yourself out there doesn't mean you still don't have the things come up that are, you know, limiting beliefs or fears or things that stop us um, in a lot of ways from playing bigger, but it's more just about exercising the muscles of how we deal with those things when they come up so that we can move through them and that we're resourced and we can face, deal with them, transmute them, shift. I say flip the switch on whatever's coming up for us and then do the thing anyway. So, so yeah, so that's Mm -hmm. kind (laughs) of the nutshell on the light walker, but I'd love to hear if anyone wants to share what their archetype is, please let me know.
0: Thank you you so much for being here today and also being a light walker. And really how I see it is transforming transforming the way that we do business, how we show up in our businesses, how we communicate with others um, through our businesses and in interactions like this. So just thank you for being here today. I'm so grateful for you, Heather. And thank you to everyone who got to receive Heather's incredible wisdom today. We'll be back next
1: week. Thank you so much, Heather. Thanks so much for having me. I love the work you're doing. Keep keep it going with it and love to everybody who showed up today. Sending you so much love. Take care.